Warning, the Fetish Finesse with Nisi show contains audio with adult language and sexual content. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 and may not be suitable for all adults. Listener discretion is advised. Friday, guys, with Nisi Pleasure. I'm sorry, with Nisi, brought to you on He Said What Radio Network. I am your host, Nisi. And if you're wondering what this show is about, well, let me tell you. I found it incredibly important that everyone find peace with who they who they are and what it is they love. And as far as me, I love being able to educate people on every bit of intimacy and taboos. Nothing is off limits, guys. This show is for the grown and sexy. So if you have any questions, please be sure to call in during our Ask Nisi segment that starts at 945 p.m. The number to call is 515-602-9647 and press 1. Tonight's topic is all about are you dating a selfish lover or are you a selfish lover plus more. If you're looking to advertise on the show, Please send your email with the subject, info at he said what network dot com. Make sure you follow me on IG fetish underscore finesse, as well as the network at he said what radio. Okay, guys, like I said, happy Friday. Okay. Humans have superpowers. They get wet without water. They bleed without injury. They can make boneless hard and can make a human eat without cooking. Humans that invest in themselves, tend to go farther. Fetish finesse is a form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object, item of clothing, and a part of a body. Finesse is doing it in a subtle and delicate manner, meaning that fetish finesse. You can have all the fetishes in the world, and people can tell you that it's nasty, but the finesse part is, is finding your delicate manner in which you want to do it. Okay, that's what this show is all about. Are you dating a selfish lover? Okay, a selfish lover is a person that has no idea what foreplay is. They have no idea what an orgasm will look like. They're doing it themselves. A selfish lover is smooth talking, can walk in a room. And you know what? You know something else all about a selfish lover, something else that's different from a selfish lover? When that person walks in the room, they can pick out the insecurity in different people. They prey on the weak because at the end of the day, their insecurities kick in. So they don't want something that's above them. They want something that can make them feel always elevated, something that can make them feel supreme, superior than others, okay? A selfish lover is a person that can put their hands on your knee and tell you that the sky is red and you believe it. But at the end of the day, all that smooth talking, 
all that smooth talking. By the time they get in the bed and you looking around and you saying, this it? He don't talk a good game. Because a lot of times, 95% of it is nothing but talk. The other 5% is wasting your time, ladies, fellas. And let me, I'm not even going to get on the fellas like that. I'm not even going to do the fellas like that. You have women that are selfish lovers. They'll get theirs. But where you come in at, guys? They want you to give it all up. But where you come in at? Okay, if you ask them for special attention, they be like, oh, I don't do that. But you're going to get special attention all day long, okay? When you're dealing with a a selfish lover, the thing about it is that you're having to teach this person. You, you're taking somebody back to elementary school, pre-K school. You're taking them back to, like, junior high school, high school. And by the time you teach them, Everything that you want them to do to you and to make you feel good and to get out of their selfish stance on where they're at with you, they're taking all their goodness to somebody else, okay? So let's talk about selfish and one-night stands. You got a selfish partner with a one-night stand, um, somebody you just met, it's okay for y'all to be selfish with each other. You don't know him. He don't know you. He don't owe you. You don't owe him. So at the end of the day, the one-night stand, it's okay. You can brush that off because you ain't going to come back anyway. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, Miss Nisa said it's okay sometimes. Sometimes we're too busy. We don't want a relationship. When you find people that's into whatever they're into for us, their careers or whatever, they might not want a relationship. They want the one-night stand. They want the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and it is okay. The problem come in with the selfish lover is when you got that boot thing, you got that wife, you got that husband, you got your girl, you got your rider, and they selfish, and you're like, whoa, 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 we've been together too long. I think after that first year, you and your boot thing been together, it's, you should be connected. The thing about it, you should always be connected. After that first year, they're getting to know each other, them 12 months, Everything should be on the table. So when you got a boot thing, they're selfish. And a lot of times when you've been with somebody for a long time, this tends to happen. you like, okay, then, what in the world I don't got myself into? They didn't used to do that. But you never revisit your, you never revisit your sexual talk. And we're going to get into that a little bit. Just a thought process. I call it cream for coffee type of thoughts, meaning that every year, after that first year, every six months, you need to revisit. You need to revisit your relationship. You need to revisit your sexual being, your sexual want, because people change. I might like it this way six months. I might not want that no more. I want something else. So at the end of the day, you don't want to feel like every Friday night, y'all date night or whatever day you you set aside for each other, you're doing it solo, and you left. And, yes, I said it, Miss Nisa said it, you're doing it solo because that's what it is. You're leaving your partner hanging. Anytime you are selfish in a relationship, especially behind closed doors with your partner, and you're not playing fair, I call it playing fair, you leave your partner hanging. So, and I'm like, mm, no, we got to revisit that now. We got to take some negotiation. 
So within them six months, after that first year, you get to know each other. So now here it is. We've been together for a while, and things are changing. We're going to start having kids, and the careers are rolling. Now you have to make adjustments. And when people say they are too busy to make adjustments, that's a problem. When people say they are too busy to make your partner happy, that's a partner. That's a problem with your partner. It should be in a way. So every six months, you're coming back to your relationship and you're making this adjustment. If you don't understand what your partner is saying and you want to come down to behind closed doors, what you probably need to do is take notes. It's okay. It ain't mean you're a dumbass if you take notes. It's just that, hey, my plate is full, but let me go ahead and write down your wants and your needs so I won't get lost. Or you can, if a, if your partner tells you something, you can reiterate and say, okay, then you said this, so does it mean that? And a lot of times you might not even agree with what your partner wants, but you need to give it a try. I'll give you a prime example. A lot of times women hate smoke, but they'll go to a cigarette bar They'll go to a cigar bar, I'm sorry, and they'll be what they they'll be what they do, even though they hate the smoke of it. But it's just the ideal of this is what he likes. This might be he did this massage this Friday for their date night. Now he wants to go to a cigar bar. So it's that give and take. You cannot be selfish in a relationship. Or you're gonna end up by yourself a lot of times. So times also when we're in a relationship or we're with a partner, the longer we be with that person. We get settled with that person. So we don't want to hurt that person's feelings. No, 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 no. That's unfair. And and the thing about having those conversations and having those, I call them uncomfortable talks sometimes because people don't want to be open with their partner, it's just the idea of you being unfair when you're not being open. A lot of times you want to go get something new or you want to get the third party involved, and that's unfair because you got a partner there. Tell that person what you desire. They might not know. And what they say, assumption, what's the three, the, the first three letters in assumption? It's called ass. Assumption do makes the ass out of you. So don't assume he knows. Women, women big on that. Well, he should know what I want. No, 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 no. Don't assume he knows because assumption does make an ass out of you. And men, don't assume that she knows that you like red thongs. Don't assume that. If you, because a lot of times men don't like change. So if he like red thongs, it may be 20 years from now, he's still lusting after you with those red thongs. So ladies, put them on. You might be tired of putting on a red thong, but he's not tired of seeing you in those red thongs. What he's looking at is that you actually took the time out to put on those red thongs for him. And so that's that give and take when they say negotiate and make adjustment with your partner. And so before you even become intimate with your partner, let's go back to the beginning of your, like, your relationship that first 12 months, before you even become intimate with your partner, you need to have that conversation because at the end of the day, we're all grown. And what most what most couples or what most partners, what most people don't understand, that your sexual relationship is like a binding contract. And people don't even get it. Marriage these days is like a contract. It's like, okay, then, I'm willing to do this, you willing to do that. I'm willing to do this, you willing to do that. If that's what you want to sit and do with your partner and you want to do it that way, do it that way. As long as you both get out of that that selfish state.
stance with each other. And if the conversation is one-sided and you know you've been here for a long time, you probably caught your partner on a bad day, guess what? Revisit that conversation because you don't want to walk out of a relationship and you know you love this person and you know this person not a bad person, but you probably don't, you probably catch that person, you probably caught that person at a bad time. So you got to understand and just taking those every six months. And it's not even about being selfish every six months, revisit, revisiting your relationship. I think that you should revisit your relationship, period, every six months. And sex is mostly the biggest part. If you're giving a man mostly everything that his desires behind closed door or that woman, their desires, and you're not into that selfishness with each other, 99.2% of the time, unless you just really caught your partner tired, they're going to listen to you because they're getting what they want. So let's get back to are you dating a selfish lover? Selena Guzman Goose and DJ Snake wrote a song that was released March the 4th, 2021. And this was their first bilingual track, actually, that they wrote. And it's about being selfish. And to just sum it up, it's about how two people are in a relationship and they love each other and they own some kind of foolishness. Okay, and so they try to make each other jealous. That's a no, 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 no. You're wasting time. Love on each other. Get out of that selfishness. Okay, so selfishness is the really the the definition for that. To where I know what maybe the Urban Dictionary say or Webster or whatever. It's just being in a relationship and you're just concerned about yourself. You can care less about what your partner say. Only time you're going to be nice is when they're giving you something. Only time that you will even pay attention to them if it's going to benefit you. And it, and a lot of times it might not even be about sex. It just may be just about how that person is. So now you still got to reevaluate your relationship. That's why you get into the every six months Um segment of your relationship. Every six months, go back and revisit and you ask yourself, am I getting what I want sexually? Am I getting what I want? Am I giving enough partner to even deserve what I'm asking for? Because ladies, we do tend to ask for things that we know that we're not willing to give. And guys, you guys do that also. You tend to ask for things you know you're willing not to give. So that's the thing about the being selfishness. Do not ask for things in a relationship you know that you're not willing to give yourself. And it's called just about being fair, okay? A lot of times when you are left with a selfish partner and that partner has finished solo and you're sitting over there and you're feeling empty, you don't get no sleep. You're mad as hell. Let's just be honest, people. We are mad as hell because we know we don't have this at the six-month month mark conversation with this person. Are this person hearing me? Are they ignoring me? Do they care? Do they want to be here? So now it's just more like do you wake that partner up? Yes, you do. Because you think it's, do you think it's fair for that person to be sleeping and snoring while you over here? And you know you just, you know this person was on top of you or you was 
turned to the side or however that position is, but you're not happy. You still empty. That person finished up solo. That's not fair. That's not right. So going back to are you are you a selfish person? So you got to ask yourself that. Are you dating a selfish person? Are you dating or your boo thing, your your husband, your wife, are they selfish? So the thing about the six months and checking in, it's actually a term for that. And a lot of people don't use it, but it's called aftercare. It, they even have a blanket for it. You can own a blanket for it. And it's just the, the check-in with your partner. It's just like you, you two getting together, wrapping a blanket around you like a cocoon. You can do it before your sexual or you can do it afterwards. A lot of times it's good to do both because he might want to try something different. And every time he brings something to the table, you cannot say no. It's unfair to be selfish. She might want something different. And every time she brings something to the table, you cannot say no. It's unfair. So the thing about being selfish is that it's a learning tool not to be. And it's teachable, more or less like you've been this way for 15, 20 years. It might have worked for Sally Sue, but Rachel over here ain't having it. You might have done that one position with Sally Sue because that's all she wanted, but Rachel over here wants the worst, and she wanted different. Sally Sue, let you be selfish. But Rachel is bringing a lot to the table, so she want a lot. And there's nothing wrong with getting out of that selfishness and showing your emotions and meeting your partner halfway. What is a selfish lover in bed? A one-sex position. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. A person that only do it one way. Missionary, 99.2% people <laughs> on the side. She or he is counting up in the ceiling to it's done. Unfair, unfair. You do all the work down to the point of this person is so selfish, they won't even get up and dim the damn lights, Okay. They want you to take off the clothes. And if you're single and you're just dating, using protection, that person might want you to slide on a condom. And in, in today's society, they want you to do it with your mouth. But they're not willing to meet you halfway. Women bodies. The thing about that is that women bodies changes a lot. And they're already self-conscious. So when you have a selfish person and a woman that's over 30 or so take off her clothes and she look a little different, he may he may say something, what is that? What is that mark? Oh, you got a lot of stretch marks. Nothing is complimentary. 
And at that time, ladies, put your clothes on. It's time to go. Okay? He is quick and dirty with it. She is quick and dirty with it. No foreplay. More or less like you don't even get a chance to even take one leg out the pain. You might as well just pull him around your ankles or pull him to your knees. And he unzipping his zipper. And when you're dealing with a selfish person like that, it makes you feel cheap. So don't ever get into that, into that stamina where people makes you feel like that. So it go, it's a lot that goes in with a selfish person. Or he's still doing it solo. Wham, bam, thank you, man. Two minutes, he's done. Okay, you don't spend more time at the car wash for that. He forget about your orgasm. He don't check in and make sure that you are happy, that you have reached your peak, or even talk to you during the your you know your sexual experience with each other. He's not asking those key questions. He's not even trying to figure it out. Also, so the big thing also too with a selfish person is that their oral stimulation. They would never, never, never put their mouth on you. But they're asked for it all day long. And if you're looking for anything out of a selfish person, more like that emotional connection and women, we always think we can fix things or we can bring him and make him come on all the way over. They got to be willing to try. You're just going to be in for a big disappointment. And... Ways that you can deal with your partner that's in bed, that is selfish, is that let's go back to that conversation every six months. And if you feel like you need to have it sooner, have it sooner. You might want to have it every 30 days, especially if you had that first six-month conversation and this person feel like, oh, shit, they, they still ain't getting it. Yeah, you need to up that, have it every 30 days. Because why would you keep putting yourself in a situation to where you're not being satisfied? We all know sex, drugs, and money makes the world go around. But your sex tend to solve a lot of things. And why would you be with somebody and you're not sexually satisfied? And I'm not saying off the rip it's going to be, oh, mind-blowing sex. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that when you're getting to know each other and you're getting to explore each other's bodies, it's more or less like they're paying attention. You know, they check into your emotional bank. You check into his emotional bank. And it's just like, and it just puts you in a situation with your partner to where it's just like a mind-blowing type. It's just over the top. And once you had it, you'll never want to go back to that. So if that person start out that way, then all of a sudden, it's, you know, with, with work and with the kids and just everyday life, it's slipping away. Get back to it. That's why you have to talk to your partner. You have to do the check-in. And there's nothing wrong with, like, when you're doing the aftercare. I call it the aftercare because that is the correct. Um, sexual turn for it. You're laying in bed and you're talking about the fantasies of what you want from your partner and he wants from you. A lot of times it's best to do it after the sex 
because they can be so open with you. Because you already got real nasty with them. So they can be so open with you. And what you really can't do, especially with men, when they're telling you about their sexual fantasies and you're trying to get them out this uh, selfish box and you're starting to ask questions about their fantasies, don't laugh. Don't snicker. Because men are already funny about stuff like that. And it's already hard to get them to open to you. So the idea of when you get them to talk, just listen. Women always want to, like, inter- interject and don't let him get get everything he wants out. I guarantee you, if you let him get everything out and if he tell you he want to do it and tie you up to a tree and you down with it, let him. Don't think about, oh, that's weird. No, 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 no. You might like it. So the thing about, too, <laughs> getting out of the selfishness is the fantasy part about it, telling Telling your partner your fantasies from the medium down to the most max fantasy. He's your partner. She's your partner. So why not be open? Also about trying to bring your partner out of that uh, selfishness is tell them what you want. But with men, they're so visual. So it's best just to show. It's best to show show the man what you want. I'm going to give you a prime example of what I'm talking about. Sitting and meditating, but it's the way you do it. Butt-ass naked. Meditate butt-naked. You hold his hands. You stroke his hands. And once you get his full attention, he'll start opening up to you. You can talk and be like, hey, baby, you remember I told you I like such and such? And he'd be like, yeah. You got his attention. And when you got his attention, you tell them. You get them out of that. Because remember, you ain't Susan Lynn over here. You know, you ain't Lisa. You are who you are, and you love this person, and you want them to come out of that selfishness because they get stuck in, their, they get stuck in certain ways when it comes down to the sexual part to where a lot of times people don't realize. That goes back to assumption, the three, the three letters, S, assumption makes the ass out of you. So, with that said, a lot of times, and I'm just hitting on that, a lot of times your selfishness is something that has happened to you early on, way before you got to your partner that you have now. And so it's more or less like, well, why this person is like this? That's why you had those conversations, so you can get down to to the deep, the depth of it. But you got to have that comfort with that person, or make that person feel comfortable enough to come to you. And don't you got to set the scene? Is what I'm saying. Bottom line, I'm not even gonna go around it. You have to set the scene on everything you're doing when you're dealing with the opposite sex, from the woman to the man. You know he likes certain things. Set that scene. Women, you know he likes certain things. Set that scene. Men, she likes certain things. Set that scene. Set it. Set the scene. You want her to come over? You want this? You want that from her? Set the scene. It's okay to be mushy. And that's what that's what people ain't, they're not getting. And then the first thing they want to holler is that he or she is selfish. No, 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 no. Did you trust? Set the scene. Put the work in. You can't get anywhere if you don't put the work in. What you're going to do is continue to keep spinning your wheels with different partners when you just had this one good partner and you could have put the work in and you can achieve whatever it is you want. You give a little, they give a little. You give a little, they give a little. And you see everybody meets up in the middle. It's called teamwork. 
teamwork makes the dream work. Because I guarantee you, a lot of times, if he wants sex three or four days out the week, you giving it to him, you get out yourself, well, I'm too tired, I got this, I got that going on, the kids, da, 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 da. let me tell you about that, ladies. Give it to him. They have some time. Kids bed by 830. Phones, computers, everything shut down unless you got to work from home at 9, shut it down, 9 o'clock. You have to make time for each other. Give it to them. Get out that selfishness. Because I guarantee you, come Friday payday, you might want to. You might want a pair of heels. And the only thing he's going to think about is, only thing he's going to think about is, she did do this. Just remind him, you want that. You want that special treatment. And he'd be like, yes. And then you'd be like, oh, okay then. You'll be killed. Also, with selfish people, the root of it, a lot of times they don't know how to give if they have not been given. And this is what I'm saying. You give, you give, he give. You meet up in the world. You show him how to come out of that selfishness. You show her how to come out of that selfishness. And then you'll understand that that connection is going to be so deep. I guarantee that connection is going to be so deep. A lot of times, a selfish person has no emotional connection. And men are not emotional people anyway. So the ideal about that is that women, it's okay to put the work in. It's all I'm saying. It is okay. If he's a good if he's a good dude, he's your husband, you've been there, you say he's stubborn, he's selfish, it's okay to put the work in. Um we're going on break, guys, and when we come back, you can um, call in for Ask Nisa at 945. Thank you. This is Jaquan, performing You and Me, written by myself from Little Black Book, Volume 1, which is scheduled to be re-released in September 2021 as an audio and e-book. You and Me. It's just you and me. Bring the honey, body paint, chocolate syrup, and whipped cream. Whatever makes the scene more rich. Queen, grind those hips. Feel me licking your tits, fingering your click. Queen, take this dick. It's just you and me. Bring your dildos, butt plugs, handcuffs, whips, and chains. Whatever you need as long as you say my name. And I'll whisper yours. What's your pleasure? I'll take you to every level because there's no pressure when it's just you and me. Bring your sex games. Another person if you choose. Soft and gentle or rough handling. We're not going to worry about the rug burns and bruises. It's just you and me. Listen. You giving it to me how you want to give it and me taking it how I want to take it. There is no faking now. Get but make it. It's just you and me. Bring a camcorder. Put us on TV. Burn a DVD so we can watch it over and over, over and over. In the shower, in the kitchen, the backyard, the living room, on the sofa. Now bend that ass over. Smack. Now bring that ass back. 
Let me flip it up and rub it down. You know the rest. It's just you and me. Tell me one of your fantasies. Do you want to dress up and role play? Do you want to call in sick so we can fuck all day? It's just you and me. And my favorite part when it's just you and me though is when we turn the lights down low. Soft music and candles. No toys, no gadgets, no gimmicks, no other interference. Just you and me in space and time. And I don't want to waste no more time when it's just all right we're back you just heard a poem and ooh, it was juicy and you are locked into Fetish Finesse with Nisi. If you would like to call in with questions, dial 515-602-9647 and press 1 during Ask Nisi, which will be at 945. Okay, guys. Now, I explained a lot about the selfish lover. Now... Let's talk about a selfless lover. You know, it's always that two two sides to that story. People don't understand you got your right and you're wrong, okay? So agreeing to love, to be with somebody, to be that rider, to say I got you, to say we're doing this, to say we're going to have a family, no matter what's going on, through sickness and health. That selfish lover is about letting go of me and we're becoming we. A selfish lover is a person that's going to do any and everything it takes to make what it needs to make right, meaning they're big-hearted. If your feet hurt, they're going to rub it. Your back ache, they're going to rub it. You might need help washing your hair, ladies. He's going to do it. Guys, she'll iron your clothes, cook your food. Selfless. Because at the end of the day, that selfish lover understands. If she's good, we're good. At the end of the day, that selfish lover understands. If I iron his work uniform, he's going to go to work. He's going to feel good. If I have his shower ready for him by the time he walk in the door, his food in the microwave, that means I'm I'm being selfless. I'm not thinking about me. I'm not thinking about the kids. It's a we thing. And with that we thing, everything has to come together to work. So the selfless, the selfless lover in the bed is a person that's going to all you up, that's going to do things that they never experienced before, but they'll never tell you no. They'll never say it's nasty, okay? They'll never say, I've never done this before. Well, let me retract that. They might say, I've never done this before, but hey, show me what you want. Show me how to do it. Their selfless love is confidence and trying new things. That selfish lover is going to go to the edge with you. That's going to make sure, hey, did you get your big O? Or let's do it together. Tell me when you're ready. 
that person is going to hold off. They're not going to, you're not going to be a solo queen. You're not going to be a solo king. You ain't got the word be left and like wondering what the hell just, just happened. He's not going to be a two-minute brother. She's not going to be a what, five-minute sister, and she's done. She's going to do that and then some. She's going to savor your body, meaning her tongue going to go from head to toe, and you're going to enjoy every bit of it. And she's not going to be ashamed about what she does with her tongue when it comes down to you because she's selfless. He's not going to be ashamed of what he does with his tongue because he's selfless. And when you find somebody that's a selfless, a selfless lover, everything else outside of that tends to fall into place. It tends to fall into place because you automatically know, okay, then we, we behind closed doors. Once we shower, clean up, we we on the outside of those bedroom doors. And you can't ask for much more than that. I don't think that people that have dealt with a a selfless lover can deal with a selfish lover because you know that that selfless love is good. It's over the top. Nothing is too taboo. Nothing is too strange. You actually find yourself asking for things that you never thought exist from that sexual partner because you know why? Because you know they're going to give it to you. And in return, you got to make it worth their while. That's what selfless love is. Now, with that selfless love, we tend because if we're a selfless lover, we tend sometimes to give that to people that don't deserve it. So you got to know the difference. You really got to know the difference. And I think that that's where that selfish, that selfish love come in at. You have a selfless lover that gets with a selfish love, and you be like, well, I'm not used to this. Where the hell did this come from? So the the thing about it is that when you're looking at, as we get older and you're looking at the rest of your life and you're looking at partnership, you got to check all of those boxes. And you know if you're a, if you know you're a sexual person and you know once a week ain't going to do you, that selfish love might just do that, that. You know that's not the person you need to be with. That selfless love will probably do you before they go to work, I might even come in on lunch break and do you. Meaning that they're going to always make that time for you because they realize it's not a me, it's a we. It's not a me, it's a we. Selfless love is all about that emotional connection. And once you get that emotional connection with a person, most people say it's a soul tie. A lot of times you can you can read each other's eyes across the room if you're at a event or um vendor or something. You can you can look at each other and you know it's time to go. You can look at each other and say, Hey, meet me you know, meet me in the bathroom, let's get a quickie real quick and we'll talk the rest off by the time we get home. That's what selfless love is. 
and you hear a lot of people say, well, I just wish I had somebody that just that just open mind and do it. No, you want a selfless lover because what you have now might be selfish, and they're all about self. They don't care if you if the foreplay is there. A selfless love is going to come up for breath when you ask that person to, whether it be the man or the woman. They're going to make sure you're taken care of no matter what. Now, if you come across most likely the selfish lover, the selfless lover, those are those red flags. That person really, unless they, like I said earlier, unless they want to be changed, they won't be changed. They won't change. And you don't want to spend 5, 10, 15, 20 years trying to change somebody that ain't even, that just want to stay in that box. You just got to really evaluate everything about your life. Now, when you come across that selfless lover, hold on, because your ass in for a ride. Just hold on. And those people are not, not. we don't have a lot of those around because a lot of them have been married for years and they're going to stay married, and I don't, I don't blame them. But with a selfish lover, going back to those conversations, if that person really cares for you and really want it, they'll listen. If they don't, they won't. So stop wasting your time. You can get everything back in life outside of time. So communication really is the key to everything. And I don't understand why, especially behind closed doors, you're not asking for what you want. Um, It really doesn't make any sense. And if you're afraid, hell, text it. Test it while they're at work. If you don't feel comfortable, leave a note. But you shouldn't stay anywhere to where you're not being fulfilled. That's the whole, that's the whole, like, realm of this selfless and selfish love. I don't, you shouldn't stay nowhere. And I'm not telling you to leave home or to leave a relationship. I'm just saying revisit and give it some thought process on what it is you're wanting, what it is your needs are, what it is your desires are, what it is your fantasies. And I'm just going to be honest. If sex is not that good, everything else is going to fall wayside. If sex is the bomb, everything else is going to look good because it's going to make you work harder. It's going to make him work harder. You're not going to work hard and do what you need to do for somebody that's not being fulfilled. You're going to, um, ladies, just one more thing about you guys. Um, three or four days out the week, giving your due love is not much. He's not asking for much. Um, stop making excuses. The thing about that is that if you're not going to give it to him, somebody else will. And um, <laughs> whew, 
I said, I probably get a lot of phone calls about this one. If you don't give it to them, somebody else will. Stop making excuses, and you need to keep it sexy. He's not looking at the weight that you gain. He's looking at that you're his. Uh, men, if you know you want it from her like that, make it easy for her. Wash some damn dishes. Get the kids situated. Do some damn homework. Back on the floor. Make a bed. Have her water together. It's okay sometimes, hell, fry a piece of bologna or something, make her a sandwich and some chips or something. So it still goes back to that give and take, and you shouldn't give up on each other. And um, if you have any questions, call in on Ask Nisi at 515-602-9647-945. All right. Welcome back, guys. You have tuned into Fetish Finesse with Nisi. This is the Ask Nisi portion of the show. I am your co-host, Simply Bree, and I want to say thank you to everyone that's out there listening, um, those who are commenting, sending text messages, just having this discussion because it is important to be able to identify are you a selfish lover or are you selfless? So, Nisi, I do have some questions for you. Um, and I'm pretty sure those who are listening are um, <laughs> they are going to say I'm stepping on toes because it's true. So, first off, how are you doing this evening, honey? Fine. How are you? Mm, I'm awesome. <laughs> so, Okay. When it comes to one-night stands, does it really matter if you're selfish or selfless? Like, at the end of the night, you're there to get your nuts. So all of the getting to know the person and what they like, all of that is really out of the window because it's a one-night stand. Like, you're going to get it in. Somebody's going to come, hopefully, and you're going to part your separate ways, never to see each other again. That's at least... That's the idea of a one-night stand. So is it important, you know, really whether or not you're selfish or selfless when it comes to one-night stands? How many one-night stands do you know in a marriage? Because I know quite a few. 
I don't know, really, I don't know any that have gone into a relationship. So, listen. It all depends, but but because of the sex is involved, mm-hmm. and if you're a sexual person, you, you want to be satisfied, right? You lay it down. Right. You, you spread your thighs, so you want to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, like, take it all and just go all in with it, but mm-hmm. I would tell that person, or I think you should tell that person what it is you like, and you need to get something out of it. You're wasting your time if you're not. <laughs> what do you, you got think? <laughs> you got a point, yeah, because <laughs> I don't know so many women that get into a one-night stand with the hopes and intentions of just satisfying that guy. It's like, no, Mm-mm. you're looking to get broken off. So, okay. Um, now, when it comes to um, selfish relationships and your partner, you said, don't tell your partner no. That's what you had said, right? You do not tell your partner yes. no. But what if your partner wants a threesome and you don't want a threesome? You don't want to bring somebody else into the bedroom. <sighs> okay. You know there's a lot of rules and regulations about that threesome. Mm-hmm. And if you're the and if you don't want to bring in another partner, um, you should explain to your partner why. Mm-hmm. But every guy should know that the rule about the threesome is he is not the person to pick out the woman. Mm-hmm. So if she did pick out somebody that maybe she's comfortable with and she do that one and done, mm-hmm. You ever heard of that, one and done? I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, that one and done. Because the thing about it, we all know, if she's not going to give him a threesome, you think he'll go out and get it on his own? Mm-hmm. You're right. Okay. So just as the partner should explain why they're not, they're not interested in a threesome, the requesting partner should also explain why they won a threesome and not uh, just because. Is that correct? Yes. Mm. Gotcha. Okay, but that you makes know, sense. with most men on that threesome, it's about the ego. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. All right. Now, do you think that partners can be intimidated by one another because of their social status or even financial status? Oh, yes. All the time. That's like all the time. And a lot of times that's why men cheat. Because mm. if you really think about like when a man cheat and he got this doctor or he got somebody with that type of status or just any, you know, like with the six figures coming straight out of college, a mm-hmm. lot of times when he cheats, he cheats with somebody more on a regular status. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. That's that's sad. It's interesting though. It definitely is interesting. Now, do you feel as though when it comes to sex, um, a lot of people are selfish because they're afraid of creating that bond, that sexual bond or soul tie. Yes, especially if 
they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if they're not, if they never been emotional or even had any kind of soul tied to anything, they don't know that they're really actually cutting off everything mm-hmm. from that. Because a lot of times people, you know, hurt people. They yeah. will go from one relationship or one situation to another and never get that chance to just heal. And so they take right. all of that baggage with them. Mm. And so they don't know. So now here they is. They come up, they come, you meet this person with all that damn baggage. But mm-hmm. you want a soul tie partner. You want somebody you can connect with. Somebody mm-hmm. that you can have mind blowing sex with. You can do all your nasty freakiness with. Because <laughs> you're at that age now, you ain't trying to do nothing else different. What? But you just want that one person. <laughs> and here this fool come with all his damn baggage. Mm-hmm. And he thinks he can, you know, I said that earlier, just because Sally Sue like it over here, that don't mean Rachel don't like it. You Rachel know? Ray ain't so feeling you, it. No, so you have to really, that's where those conversations come in at. I said six months, but you know, I think a every 30-day check-in is good, especially with the way yeah. the world is. Right. Mm-hmm. If you even make it to 30 days, honestly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm. So is it possible to grow into a selfish lover um, within a relationship? No. You'll never grow into it. You'll be the one doing all the work. And it's hard. Well, no, I mean, like, so let's say the person seeing the relationship and, the you know, being able to satisfy their partner equally in the beginning, but then let's say the person that they were with is a selfless lover, so they get used mm-hmm. to being pleased more than needing to please. Do you think at mm. some point in time they could eventually grow into a completely a selfish, selfish lover? Mm-hmm. No. A lot of times when you have that situation, that selfless lover probably will leave or find somebody more or less like. And a lot of times, you know, people do cheat. I'm just going right. to be honest with you. Yep. You know, you, you got... You got Brad at work giving you compliments. This fool you've been with for 20 years don't even know you got a damn different color in your hair. The only thing he wants is his plate, you know. Uh-huh. So what you'll end up doing is you'll start dressing up for Brad mentally, and you don't even realize that that's what you're doing. You're doing different things, but it's not for the person at the house. It's for the person on the job. Right. And so mm-hmm. you realize, mm, I don't want to go home no more to him or her. Right. Screw it. I'm out. Right. Okay. Mm, okay. How do you how do you prevent getting to that point though? Like I guess that's where the communication comes into play. The communication comes into play, but you know you cannot make a grown person do whatever it is you want them to do. Right. So if you mm. feel like this person giving you the sideline or the side eye. Then right. you got to read that. That's those red flags. You got to ask yourself, do I want to continue another five years and waste my time? Or do right. I see for another six months and then I'm out? Right. So you don't think that communication could actually fix a situation like that? Not if they're not well, ready to fix it. 
See, that goes back to what I said that women think we always see we want to fix. We are we nurture, so we always think we can fix people. Y'all cannot change the man. Bob the <laughs> Yeah, you can't do it. Cause you know men are stubborn in a way, and if he's a little older, you know, yeah. it's like he's stuck in his ways. He ain't trying to hear all that. He ain't mm-hmm. trying to hear all that. No, nope. he, he want what he wants. He just he just want what he wants. He gonna go on because what he thinking his way is the right way. Not knowing it's a million ways just to get. You know, it's a million ways you can do what it is that yeah. he wants, and you go back. So he might end up losing, or she may end up. They you know people just lose out like that for real. They lose right. out in good relationships like that. Yes, they do. They miss those blessings, but you know what? That's that's the way the world works. Um, and I guess that's when mm. you look at it like it just wasn't meant to be. It wasn't you were not meant to be with that type of person. So um, I understand that. The last question um, that I have for you: um, When it comes to you addressing a partner about about you being dissatisfied sexually, how do you deal with them when instead of finding a resolution, like let's say you have this, you bring this talk up because he has come prematurely. And instead of him going down on you to get your rocks off, he just goes to sleep. How do you address that situation at that very moment? Oh, hell, you don't let that go. Oh, uh, listen. <laughs> Some people out there got erectile dysfunction, so, you know. Okay, yeah, that understand. See, that goes back to the edging. And it's so mm, much uh-huh. that you know. It's so much that you can do. Like you can, like um, they have like different cock rings now that you can put on that actually mm-hmm. slides on like a condom. Mm. It's so many activities that you can do with this person. But listen, you can do all those damn activities that you want to do. But if that person still just what they want to do, he feel that wet and they want it, and he don't give a damn. That's just him. So you have to yeah. think like that. Because you yes. can throw all that thing. You know, when you start talking to a guy about his, oh, he ain't pleased behind you. You know, he gets real nasty and ugly sometimes. Mm-hmm. I enjoy so what you ride. do is, instead of going through that damn headache, start mm-hmm. opening up your thighs. Because you don't have to deal with it. Stare your thighs. Listen, hello. Also thighs, ladies. Mm. <laughs> well, that, that concludes. That, uh-huh. Go, go ahead. Meaning that, I'm not saying cut them off. But what you can say is, hey, babe, I've been trying to talk to you about this little situation. So I don't want to just, you're getting pleased, and I'm not getting pleased, so I don't I don't want to go through all of that right, right now. So can we just talk before we get there? If he uh, want to, he'll talk, and he'll make it work. Okay. And then if wow. he know that he's, that he's um, had that erectile dysfunction, what he uh-huh. needs to do is uh, <laughs> put on some porn. Like afterwards or whatever you're going to do. So, yeah. Mm, okay. Well, you guys, okay. that concludes Ask Nisi. I am Simply Bree. Let's turn it back over to Nisi. And uh, we'll see you guys next Friday. Nisi, go ahead. Okay. All right. We're back. I can be reached at uh, IG fetish underscore finesse and uh, Shanice Grant Nisi. Um, on my Facebook, you can also call in to the show at 515 Thank you. Ooh.